The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. You're listening to the Underdog Sports NBA Show. With host Tyler Laurie and Zandrick Ellison. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Tune in every week as Tyler and Zan recap the biggest storylines and news in the NBA. Welcome to episode 212 of the Underdog Sports NBA show. I am Tyler Laurie and I'm joined as always by my co-host out in LA, Zandrick Ellison. Zan, how are you today? I'm doing well. It's the home of a lot of rumors. A lot of Westbrook fun drama rumors still. We don't hear much about the Clippers anymore, right? For a team that might be the best team in the NBA. They're very under the radar. Yeah, but there's a lot to talk about in general. They they did. uh, Vegas did release like their season win totals. And I think the Clippers had the highest season win total. Did they not? Yeah. Who was it? It was Boston. I think Boston, like 56. Clippers about 55. Boston was higher than the Clippers. Damn, that's funny. I thought I thought that was uh different but the clips are really good i mean i don't know i mean i guess assuming that like they get Kawhi leonard back they're going to be really good we we figured that's happening right yeah i'm looking up they actually haven't been over 50 wins since like the lob city thing even you know Kyrie hasn't played i mean Kawhi hasn't played a full season but is he ever going to play a full season so no he's going to play 50 games but if he plays in the playoffs it's probably fine it's, it's funny to see like you know, Seth Partner does is like player tiers and you sort of like blindly have to attach people into certain tiers. Right. And so we were talking at one point, I think I can't remember if you put Zion in tier four or tier three, but we were saying like Zion's too low. But like, I mean, how do you place Zion anywhere? And then he had Kawhi as like the last player in tier one. I think he was and then, one let me C. correct myself, because I said they haven't won 50 games in a while since Lob City. There were those two seasons that were 72 games only. And yeah. so if you add up their win total. Kawhi played about 55 games each year and they would have won about 55 over an 82 game season. So makes sense that 55 win total, they nailed it Vegas. I thought it was 53 and a half. I think I like the over though. If I don't know, it seems like John Wall thinks he's going to be their third best player. And that seems like a, a well, tough let's talk sum. about the team that won the most last season. Who's over under seems like a very good over as well. Unless Deandre really hates his life there, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Last season, Phoenix's over under was 51 wins. They ended up winning 64 games. I was surprised. I forgot that it was that many. That's quite a large total. Um, and they're bringing the band back together after announcing that they quickly matched the DeAndre Ayton contract after all that drama, all those rumors, all the like the leaked reports about how they didn't really like him. I guess it's like a nag situation over here. What do you think of both sides? Indiana trying to make the move and like clearing space for it too. So they literally thought they had a chance and then Phoenix is jumping right in and saying, yeah, we were just, we were fine with it. I mean, Phoenix, Phoenix doesn't really have a choice, right? Like, you know, as good or bad as you think Ayton is, he's probably close to worth, What's he going to get paid? It's four years, 133 million. So they save money on the extra on that fifth year, right? Which they didn't have to give him. And they probably would have if they offered him a max extension themselves. But it seems, I don't think you should be giving 133 million to any center other than like Yo Kitchen and Embiid. But like, I don't know. Phoenix didn't really have any other options. And like, what were they going to do? And if they couldn't make a Brooklyn sign and trade happen, and we, we will have to probably talk about Brooklyn because this does matter to them. 
you know, if they couldn't do that Brooklyn signing trade, there was nowhere for Aiden to go. There was no one for them to get back. Yeah, they're and- stuck in a way. It's, it was a weird situation. I saw so many people in hindsight say, oh, you should have traded him, you know, beforehand or even at the deadline. You know, this is like revisionist history. That's absurd. Extreme. Him trading, like, them trading him at the deadline would have been ridiculous. They were the best team in the league. Yeah, Come on. The best team in the league. Hey, can you imagine the blowback if the number one seed, clear number one seed, traded a player in midseason for like a Sabonis who's fine, but theoretically you're mixing up messing with the number one roster title favorites in the middle of the season. That's that would have been ridiculous. And they, they would have been roasted for drafting a guy. Number one played well. I think he's, you know, at least met mostly low end expectations. I would say. Yeah. He's a, he's a good NBA starter. He's a good starting center in the NBA. Like he's yeah, good. Like, Elijah one yet, but like he's still young and and then just letting him walk. I mean, there's no way to do it. But here's my question for you. Because I agree with the logic. Can't let him go. Can't let him go. It's either this or nothing, right? And this was the max or whatever that another team could offer. So they were probably smart to let another team offer the max versus their own max. But there is a line. Like when it becomes not worth it. So like, and this is hypothetical because of the max. So he's getting paid what, like 33 million a year. Yeah, he gets it, it. It escalates, so it's like thirty-one million the first year, and then I think the last year is like thirty-five and a half million. So you say but, they had no choice; they had to do it. Had to do it. At what point? What salary would you think you would actually have let him go? Because you're overpaying him. Like you not, agreed that we have is, to. This is not like him. a fair. This is not like a fair question. I think because I would have paid him. I would have matched a max contract offer if I was Phoenix. Like I don't. Right, but I'm saying like theoretically, let's say somebody offered him sixty million. You no, I wouldn't. I, I I mean I wouldn't want to give. I personally Where's would not have signed DeAndre Ayton to a four-year, one hundred and thirty-three million dollar deal, even if in a vacuum he is worth that. You just but don't like centers, you're saying. Yeah, I just think it's too much money to but, spend. But you're, that. but you're also saying that if you're Phoenix, you match, no question, just because of the I, asset. Phoenix doesn't have any. Yeah, but yeah. This, this is what but I'm what saying. What is this the is, choice? I understand your logic, but what no, is there the, is no choice for Phoenix. Is what I'm saying. Like this is so. The if deal. it was, if I know this is a hypothetical scenario, if it was sixty million dollars a year, which is not possible, but it, you it, would have matched or not matched. It's a not, year. I, why, why are we doing this? Because like, uh, I did it in my head. I had a line you, in my you're head. You're asking me what the number is. I think he's probably worth about five years, $150 million on the open market. I personally would not do 25 it. a year. Um, uh, no. That's, isn't it? It's oh, no, 33 it's million a year, right? Yeah. Okay. So you <laughs> on the open market. 30, mil, 30 million a year on the open market. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great actually number. Your math's better and your contract number is fair. I think that's fair. And then I'm in agreement that you have to overpay to match just because. So they go into the tax, like I think they're 15 million over the tax line, which is actually probably like the bigger thing because Phoenix has never been a team that's paid the tax. So like, that's another thing here. Like they were prepared to do this. They matched the offer the second it got like faxed over. Apparently teams still use fax machines. That was like one of the most absurd tweets. But like, I, I think the issue is twofold, right? One, like how good is DeAndre Ayton, right? And I think he's a good player. I think he's worth pretty close to this. Like if you're talking about, well, I think your 30 numbers is actually he's pretty 20, good He's, he's yeah. 24 years old, right? He might be older. Who knows? He has shown a good level of improvement in Phoenix. We had not heard any issues with him until the very end of the season when, like, maybe he didn't want to go back in against Dallas and he had some issues with Monty Williams. You know, we'd heard the motor concerns with him before, right, when he was in college. But we haven't really seen that in the NBA. He's gotten better defensively. Mm-hmm. He rebounds. And so, like, I think Phoenix knew – 
they didn't want to be signed up for that fifth year. Like they didn't, they didn't want to have to give them the extra money, but I think Phoenix knew no matter what they were going to match unless they could have convinced Brooklyn and someone else to do a dance to get Kevin Durant. Right. I think that, 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 that is a reasonable choice, obviously, but it's not on the table anymore. I don't, there's no other option for them. And I think they were ready to do that. I think they knew he would get well, max gonna, offer sheet. I think you made some more good points, but like, you know, you look at the raw numbers, he averaged 18 and 11 as a sophomore and so his raw stats have been about the same the last three years, but there are improvements in efficiency and defense. His box plus minus has gone up from 0.4 to 1.2 to 2.8 last year. So he's getting a little better and better. I don't know what his peak is in the modern NBA, but he should be able to at some point shoot some threes. He's a pretty good yeah. jump shooter. You know, he, he doesn't shoot a big volume, but he shot like 36%, I think, last year. I think year. also, I, like every player I say, like it's weird that he doesn't get to the line more, only two and a half times it's a ha- game. But it's hard based on how they play, though, right? Because yeah. he's not like, you don't throw it to him to mash on the block. He's not a guy that really beats dudes off the dribble. And then the Suns themselves take a lot of like mid-range jump shots. So like there's not, a, you know, they make a lot of those too, but there's not a ton of like offensive rebound. Like he, he's not a guy that they run their offense through. So That's it, is, it is odd that like, he just averages what about two and a half free throws a game. You would expect a guy as big and strong as him to do it, but they don't, they don't really play that way. Right. Like, so how, you know, when is, I would think on and ones or something, but I, I, the line in my head, not that you care because it is a silly hypothetical. Oh, I care. I do care. (laughs) I like your 30 is the fair value, but knowing that you have to overpay just because you use it or lose it kind of thing. I think I would have balked if it was over 40 or over. If you were Phoenix or just yeah, any I'm like, if, it, if I'm like, I just can't commit 40 million to him. I could maybe talk myself into 38, 39, but, nice. money, but once you get that round number at 40, it feels like this is clearly well, too much of an overpass. Uh, let me ask you a question real quick. You just mentioned this. How many, I don't know if you have his basketball reference page open. If I do, you do, I do. Don't, but don't, don't look. Oh, how many, how many and ones did DeAndre Ayton have last year? That's a great question. I did not look at that stat, but he played, he played 58 games, by the way. So just a heads up, he played 58 games. He's not like a power player, right? Um, I would say 58 games. I would, I would guess 20, 17. Yeah. I, it was lower than I thought, but I forgot that he missed some time last year, which, which mattered to Phoenix. And yeah. you know, the interesting part about Phoenix too, I think is when know, was he suspended? Was it two years ago or three? Or last At the start year? of last year. It was the start of last year. Okay. Um, but the interesting thing about Phoenix is like, I, I do think that JaVale McGee was pretty important for them last year. Right. And it, you know, they did decline uh, Jalen Smith's option. I, I do think Jalen Smith could probably be pretty helpful to them, but they re-signed, you know, they signed Damian Lee, who I think is a serviceable wing in the NBA. We'll see how he does in a different environment. They, they still have, uh, they, they re-signed Bismack Biombo, and then they signed Josh Koji, who has been like a pretty good wing defender as well. So I think they're still thin up front. I think that's a problem, right? And, and, and we saw that before. Not that they really weren't built to like beat Dallas because that was just surprising, but they weren't be- built to beat Giannis and they kind of adjusted to that. Mm-hmm. But now you got to be like built to beat the Clippers, right? And, and I'm not saying the Clippers are the best team. I'm not saying the Warriors are the best team, whatever. But like, if you just have Aiton, you know, their other, they have like Jack Landale, right? That's their other, I think, big. And then they still have Dario Sarge, I think, is back this year. He should be back. And so, I think like McGee types had already signed somewhere else. So they couldn't like go him as a right. fallback. And then Biombo, who played really well last year. And that's kind of the Chris Paul effect. But like, I don't know how comfortable you feel with like Biombo and Aiton being your two centers, especially because they do play differently. So I'm, I'm curious to see about that. But I do like the moves that Phoenix made on the wing. I think they have probably gotten better 
on the wing and in 2023. Another shoe to drop because they're going to have to pay Cam Johnson a decent salary too. He may be on the move. I don't know. He's so good. Yeah. Like, but this, you know what I think this does. In a way, I think it helps Phoenix in the Durant package. It hurts them logistically because now they can't trade Aiton for in the package. But I think if they would have traded Aiton and Bridges for for Durant, they would have been pretty thin up front. Yeah, it might, so now we're trading yeah. Bridges and Cam Johnson maybe. Then That's I not getting it done. What? I'm just saying Bridges and Cam Johnson for Kevin Durant. Do you know who Kevin Four Durant picks. is? I, he's old Kevin Durant, old disgruntled Kevin Durant. He is. He is disgruntled i like using properly gruntled as a term but he is he's disgruntled for sure the, gruntled. the debts are the the, the the debts the nets are good like what is his problem i don't know like you there, said there's so many rumors about you said like, dave McMenamin just just tweeted like really right before we logged on that like maybe durant's trying to get Kyrie out of brooklyn but like one what, what do you think like in terms of we should i guess we'll talk about this I don't think Kevin Durant's going to get traded, but I always say this. Harden got traded. I said he wasn't going to twice and he got moved, whatever. So I'm just an idiot. But like, what, how, I mean, I, I hate to like talk about Kyrie Irving, but like, he's just such a toxic asset. Like who is moving anything of value for Kyrie Irving and just assuming, yeah, he's going to be in this. He's, he wants to play. Well, not only that, wants to play for you because it seems like he just has his heart set on the Lakers at this point. Yeah. Also, that's insane too. By the way, so, it is insane. Although you know what, I, I watched a clip with Kobe. Kobe Bryant was talking about players that he looks, you know, is close to younger players towards the end of his career, and he wasn't close to anybody, of course. Um, but he was also like simultaneously close to everybody, right? That's what we we started to hear. <laughs> but the guy that he took under his wing, he said, was like Kyrie, and he said after they won the title in Cleveland. Kyrie like FaceTimed him from the locker room pouring champagne. Cause that's how much he wanted to like make his idol proud. I think it's like drilled into his like conscious or subconscious that he's like, that's where his heart wants to be right now. And that feels like the, you know, it's okay with LeBron. Now the bridge has been mended. Um, and so the problem is you're a guy on a one-year contract who wants to be in LA theoretically how much could you possibly get? So just up opt out. So just opt out of your deal and sign a cheap deal in LA. You don't care about the money, right? Yeah, but it's you know it's sort of like Toronto. I mean, Ka- Kawhi. I mix up their names again. Allegedly having a deal set with the Clippers. Toronto takes this massive gamble to trade for him on a wins rental. A, wins a title. Yeah, they did. They win a title, and he still leaves. So. What hope do you have that you're going to convince Kyrie Irving to play for you, number one? I have no idea. And stick around afterwards and play uh, 80 games or seven, 60 games would be fine. I, I think there's this, – this is – and we've talked about this before, but, like, if Kyrie was to be on a team that won the NBA title this year, like, I don't think there's a guarantee that he wouldn't just retire. I, who knows? Like, I, he, I he, he, he argues that, like, he wants this platform, right? Yeah. But at the same time, he's not really, like, doing anything. Like, he does a bunch of – you know, the, the, the kooky stuff aside, he's done a bunch of good stuff that like, we don't really hear about. It's like the, like, you know, galaxy brain stuff we hear about. And that, that's where, like, I just don't understand. Like if I'm Kevin Durant, right. I can sit these guys down and be like, yo, we have a ton of talent. We have a good amount of depth. Like we have some good players. Why can't we just give this a shot? But for some yeah. reason, he just can't. And again, this is kind of why Kevin Durant's a little different. You know, like we did see that article from Chris Haynes about how like LeBron and AD and Russell Westbrook had like a three-way call and they squashed everything and they're like ready to go. And like, 
you hear that a lot with LeBron, but like Katie just doesn't want to do that. Right. Like that's just not who he is. And I don't, I don't well, often talk wanna, about like, I don't want to talk about like narratives and legacies and that's your thing. But like, <laughs> to me, this is a big reason why like Kevin Durant is probably not going to be viewed as like one of the best right. players of all time when he retires, because like, he's not able to, he's not able to like solve these team conflicts or like even rise above them really like mj wasn't really one to solve solve conflicts you know i always think about the like tell horace to take an aspirin line or whatever when he said he had yeah. a headache in the playoffs but like he was able to kind of just like rise above him and, and win right but durant well not yeah able to do as that. a big durant fan like the storybook ending would have been i'm going to brooklyn on my own team i'm going to beat lebron i'm going to beat Giannis, and prove that i'm their equal at least I mean, I, I said it before, like, I think if, if Durant would have won like two or three titles in Brooklyn, like there might've been a Durant over LeBron argument. For sure. Um, Especially given how they played and, and they, but they they, they, they were singularly (laughs) dominant in their own right. Right. Like, but Durant was the best player in the world coming from last season into the Olympics. I don't think anyone would have argued with you if you said that Durant was the best basketball player in the world. No, I would have said it too. And I think you might have. Um, yeah, he literally, he dominated the Olympics and he was very clearly the best player in the playoffs. His team just was injured. Yeah, that that stretch might have been one of the best stretches for his career because it felt like he was the clear alpha for the first time. Absolutely. And dudes in, in the Olympic team were like, I mean, I remember this like vividly, like they're like pooping their pants, just like throwing it to Durant being like, please bail us out. Yeah, it was like clear time. that he was the only like notch above player. And then to your point about Brooklyn's roster, like, Let's say you get Kyrie Irving for 60 games. Let's say you get Durant for 60 games. That's you get Ben Simmons for 60 games. Let's say you get Simmons for six games. Their supporting (laughs) cast is Patty Mills is back. Seth Curry's back. Joe Harris should be healthy. TJ Warren's there for depth. Royce O'Neal's there for depth. It's a very good team. It's a, it's a title worthy team or at least like, you know, top four seed. Cam Thomas back-to-back summer league scoring champ. I th- well, I think, yeah, I think that he has to be a factor, actually. Because I don't, I don't know. Seems like Nick, Nick Claxton, Royce O'Neal, like they've, they've got a lot of pieces. They've put together a roster that can conceivably win the NBA championship, but it probably just won't happen, right? Like, yeah, they're a little small, so that's why you need Ben Simmons, I think, to play. Dayron Sharp was pretty good in summer league, but yeah, I don't. But think, you don't I mean, is, okay, hold on, hold on. Let's let's just squash this before we even started. Are you under the opinion that there is even like a twenty five percent chance that Ben Simmons will not play? No, I think he'll play. Like, what would what what odds would I need to get you? Would I need to give you to like get know. you to bet a mortgage payment that Ben Simmons plays less than ten games this year? <laughs> I, it does scare me though, because the back injuries can recur. Like, but what about the? He was fishing. He had the rock. He had like the fishing pole. He's wheeling in the fishes. Like, he looks like he's fine. You know, he's good. It's nothing like eerie silence from Ben Simmons. I think a part of Ben Simmons wants these stars gone so he doesn't have a, a spotlight on him. I mean, that's he wants the stars gone. He wants the stars gone in the sense that the pressure will be gone. Oh, like no one thinks Brooklyn's going to win. Yeah. So like he can be the best. I think player he misses being on a bad team where he could put up stats. But the spotlight's been on him his whole career, though. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, I, but I'll tell you, like I, we we talked about, I don't think Durant has a better shot to win the title than staying on Brooklyn. There's but no way. If he, if he gets to Phoenix for the package I mentioned, which you think is unrealistic. Then that's a better chance. I mean, I just don't. I just don't understand how Brooklyn would start the deal without, like, okay, so Aiton cannot now be traded until right. January fifteenth, and then I believe I don't know this for sure. I think you, so they can't trade him to Indiana for a year, no matter what. 
But I think that you have a like a limited no trade clause after you do a sign and trade. Like you you can agree to be traded, but I I think that's the only way you can go. I think he can he can like detonate any trade. So what about, that, and I don't know that he would do that. By the way, if they were like, hey, a trade for Kevin Durant, like I, I don't know that he'd say no. But I, what, I just don't. What think if that, you take Dave McMenamin at his word? Got to trust the guy. He's banging Malika Andrews allegedly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> dating her, romancing her. Allegedly. Um, What's I wrong with you? I don't know if they're having sex. I know they're dating. That's true. That's true. Um, we don't know that. We shouldn't take that. But away. let's say Brooklyn's like, Durant wants Kyrie gone. We have so little leverage. He wants to go to LA. We're going to have to just send him to LA and somehow get some picks out of it. Maybe we could flip those picks for another rotational player. Maybe we can get nothing out of it. Scratch Kyrie off the roster. How good is Brooklyn? Well, they're not giving away for nothing, right? Well, let's just say, as a thought exercise. They're still then, pretty good. Yeah, like, they still have point guards. You know, if you, Ben Simmons, if you have Kevin, Mills. Hold on a second. Let's just call it what it is. If you have Kevin Durant, you're going to make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Yes. It could be It could be Durant and then Kelgen Blevins as their second best player, yeah. and they're likely making the playoffs in the East. He's that good if he's healthy and he's engaged. Like, that's just mm-hmm. who it is. And thankfully, you know, they have... Ben Simmons, they have Patty Mills, they have Seth Curry, they have Royce O'Neal, they have Nick Claxton. They got a bunch of other like good yeah. mid-level starters. They they're lacking some size though, because Claxton can't shoot free throws. I don't know if he can play for 30 plus minutes. No, and you and you can't you you can, but you can't play Durant as a small ball five for extended minutes anymore. It's it's too it's too difficult for him, I think, given right. I although I'm intrigued by if they play stretches with Simmons as sort of yeah, the he needs to be more. He needs Brand to be small ball center. Like they could be a lethal offensive team. They could be a lethal defensive team too. If Ben Simmons is yeah. like totally engaged, he's that good defensively. I mean, like there's, it, it's interesting. Like I don't, I don't know that I would pick given what we saw at Boston last year. I, th- I think it's totally fair to say this, but given what we saw at Boston last year, given what we would assume from Milwaukee this year, they, they pretty much ran back the exact same team and Giannis is who he is. Uh, and then Philly, I think, has taken a nice little step. I, I think it would be short-sighted to assume that this Brooklyn team, even at full strength, would be better than any of those three teams. Yeah. But I think they're on a purely, like, if we're comparing the rosters on paper or it's an NBA 2K roster or whatever you want to call it, I think they are as talented and as good as any of those three teams. Yeah, and you know what? I would be intrigued if they could somehow... So theoretically, the, my fear from Brooklyn is like the trade's been floated or like Kyrie, and then they have to throw in salary like Joe Harris. But I'm like, I don't want to lose a. a no, you, you probably want to keep. You probably want to keep yeah. Joe Harris in, unless his injury is worse than we know. Like unless he's not going to be ready to play at all. But it's almost because they were too small last year, too guard heavy. If they could somehow sell low, you're going to have to sell low on Kyrie, and then you send them to the Lakers. Lakers are sending out picks, and then to like let's say you send. Westbrook's bloated salary to Oklahoma city for those picks. And somehow you could like work your way to get another rotational player. My point being, if like they could just get like a miles Turner or something like that. I don't think they like need miles Turner. Oh, some no. Decent starting caliber power forward or center. I think I mean, that my, Indi- Indiana's like, they were going to sign, <laughs> they were going to sign Deandre into a max offer, which I, I honestly think it's like probably better that they, that offer got maxed just to be clear. Like I'm, I'm thinking Indiana's going to like be happy that that happened, but now they're just like dead set on like, all right, we're going to trade miles Turner. We're going to trade buddy healed. Like now all right, we, we don't have our building blocks. So we're just getting everybody out of town. So you can probably get miles Turner for, for less than you think. Yeah. And for, I tell you what, I bet you, Indi- I bet you Indiana would do Claxton and something for miles Turner. 
Well, if, if Indy would take, would Oklahoma City take Westbrook's salary for a first round pick? That's an interesting debate. It's 40 million, but. They probably would. And then they'd buy him out. I would, I would imagine. Yeah. Or they'd let it, or they just let him go. I mean. Yeah. And then, and then if you could get Indiana to give you Miles Turner for the other first round pick, like maybe that's fine. I don't think you're getting Miles Turner for a potentially a future, late first. Yeah. yeah I just that's don't true. think. And also like those. Yeah, I don't know. Those Lakers picks might not be might not be that bad. I'm not sure. Like, I, it's, I, I it's think that risk. like the Lakers are just like wholly uninteresting to me. I, I think even with Anthony Davis and LeBron, if you can get peak AD, if you can get bubble AD, and we have not seen that guy return to that level of shooting and finishing since then, if you can get that guy, I think the Lakers have a real chance. If you get like 85% of AD with aging LeBron and Russ in this roster, like I just to me, even with Kyrie Irving, like, I don't know that this team's good enough. Like, I, I, I mean, Irving is great. Don't get me wrong. When he plays, he's fantastic. It's an impossible cover. But, like, you know, he wasn't fantastic against Boston last year, like, in the playoffs. He, he really had one very good game and then three kind of meh performances. You know, maybe if he plays a full season and he's not in and out of the lineup, it'll be easier. But, like, the rest of the Lakers roster is just so bad. Like, yeah. you, you, you can't – like, Lakers fans just crack me up, right, because – you went from like, oh, we don't need Alex Caruso to like, yeah, we've got Austin Reeves. This is so great. Like, what an amazing backup point guard. And it's like, you can lie to yourself all you want. And like, Austin Reeves definitely is a, a fine NBA player, but like. He's not though. He And he's listed as the starting shooting guard on Roto World. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, would be. like I, I'm okay. Like, if Austin Reeves is like my backup point guard, like, okay. I still, I don't think. I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it either. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Like, I'm not a huge fan of it either, but I, he's an NBA player, right? That's yes. fine. Yeah. But he's not like they do this all the time. It's like, oh, Kendrick Nunn. And like, we're doing it again with Kendrick Nunn. Like, he's back this year. We got we got more juice. And it's like, you don't like this team stinks. Well, LeBron, I mean, the Lakers and LeBron strategy, it seems like to team building is let's find Anthony Davis and have him force his way to the Lakers. And let's. And it worked, by the way. Yeah. It worked. And they gave up a lot, but they, they got him. And it's like, for Kyrie, it's like, Make it very clear you only want to go to LA, and then your trade value is diminished, and then we can get you. That's that's literally the clutch sports like way of doing business. Which I'm not I'm not blaming Rich Paul. Like that's what he should do, right? Like his players, his players get paid. Kelvin Johnson just got an eighty million dollar deal, right? So it know. is scary the idea that even if they add Kyrie Irving to LeBron and Anthony Davis, the roster around them it might be so bad that they're not a title yeah, it's, favorite it's, still. I, I will say this, and you you know this being in LA, but like the Lakers for the longest time, you know, it was like this lavish franchise, and like they'll spend a ton of money and everything. But like, I, I mean, they're not taking Kyrie's salary without moving Westbrook. Like this is not a team that wants to pay a bunch of luxury tax at this point. They don't do that. To use a very LA example. They're sort of like the MGM of studios where it's like, they have the name value and they have this illustrious history, but like, they're always broke. Like they don't, they don't make the right decisions currently. Yeah, they I don't mean, spend as much money as other places. Um, especially compared to Steve Ballmer who would pay, you know, 300 million for a team salary if he could. And he might, um, he would do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll there, see. I think what about the rumor? There was a rumor that's, I don't know how the Knicks were considering taking Westbrook and just to get off Julius Randall's long-term contract. If that happens, I don't think he's a perfect fit with Anthony Davis, but he's still a good starter. Right. I mean, would that make them title contenders? No, definitely not. Also, he needs the ball in his hands, and there's two guys that are going to get it before him. So what's he going to do? He's he's like a playmaker. I, I don't know. I don't think there's easy fixes for the Lakers. Kyrie makes sense. Don't get me wrong. But, like, to me, it's not, like, a very easy fix for him to just be, you know, good to go. I don't know. I guess 
I, I would assume that Brooklyn is going to come into the season with this roster personally. I, I just, agree with you. And I had looked on Bovada Sportsbook and other places, Brooklyn to win the East for that reason, to win the, the title, just because you figure everyone hates them right now. It's, it was like 30 to one. Now it's down to like 20 to one because people are realizing it's not going to be that easy to get rid of these guys or get good value for them. Yeah, yeah that's there just isn't the, the deals just aren't out there, right? And you're not trading Kyrie for Donovan Mitchell, right? Like you, that doesn't make sense. You're getting worse if you do that. Yeah. Unless you know Donovan plays every day. So that's, well, what about this? Like, I don't know if the friction with Harden was with Kyrie or just the organization or whatever. Could it be that you know Durant again with Durant? Like, I contend that Oklahoma City made the wrong choice trading Harden instead of Westbrook. Did Brooklyn make the wrong choice trading Harden instead of Irving? If that was the choice, I don't know if it was, it was never a choice. I don't think. Like, I just, I just think they had to move Harden. And like I said, I mean, we're, I'm continuing to like be optimistic that with a full off season, you know, he's going to be good again. I mean, first of all, he was good before. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like he, no, I agree. Like he, and he mentioned that he said it was hamstring injury related, and he's going to yeah. be. And, and, and we're talking about him being one of the 25 best players in the NBA rather than one of like the five best players in the NBA. Right. And there is a big gap in that. Don't get me wrong. Like the difference, I think between like, you know, the third best player in the NBA and the 10th best player. And then like the 10th and the 30th is probably smaller is probably bigger than we think. Right. Well, but, I, I, I'm with you. And I, I'm buying all the Philly stock. They're over under like 51 with a healthy James Harden, like, Look at their title odds. Look at their, you know, division odds. Like they look like one of the top three teams. It just, it just feels like the East is like such a gauntlet. Like the top of the East and the top of the West just feel really good. And you have to like stay healthy. It's Embiid. You never know. But I, I mean, Philly looks really good. It looks like they've reshaped the rosters in the spaces that they need it. Like Anthony Mountain is another deep shot for you. The the playmaking stats for Harden are always really good. Advanced yeah. stats wise. I think he has MVP potential still in the case of Embiid misses half the season and then he carries them to a two seed. You know, yeah, like I just I, be on his side then. I just wonder, you know, his free throws ticked back up in Philly and his you know, his distributing numbers are tremendous. He's gonna be basically their point guard. If he rediscovers some of that burst that he lost and his rim numbers go better. I just, but I, like you could see it, was, but I just don't think he's going to score enough anymore. Like I don't, we're well, not he, was gonna, getting, he was still getting the line nine times a game in Philly. Yeah, in Philly. I mean, their offense in Philly was like significantly better. And now you add PJ Tucker, you add DeAnthony Melton, two guys who Melton will play some point guard, obviously too. Tucker will space the floor. He'll guard some wings. Like they'll be pretty good defensively, but like, you know, I would expect Harden is going to make Tobias Harris a good bit better. That's what the guy does. Right. So I don't know. Philly, Philly's a really interesting team. And like, I think their over under was what, like 50 and a half, 51. And yeah, we'll do over unders once they all come out because like the Lakers didn't have one up. Brooklyn didn't have one up. Like, you know, once they all come out, we'll do that as a show. Like we typically do, but Philly yeah, was well, my I circle. And, and notice, I think that's why Miami, you know, is de- seemingly desperate to, to land another star. Cause it feels like the top three in the, in the East would be Boston, Milwaukee and Philly, and maybe a gap after that. Yeah, but Miami adding a second star is like, or another star, I guess, a third star, if you consider Bam to be kind of at that level. You know, Miami, what what are they going to do? Like, you have to trade one of those guys. Yeah, I don't know how they're getting. I mean, it'd be great to trade Tyler Hero, but like, I just don't think, you know, you're, you're, you're six man of the year. Like, I, I think teams are wise to that type of player now. Like, Tyler Hero is good, but who he was and who he could have been like after the bubble 
is a little different than what we know now. Like, yeah, he can prop up a second unit, but like, is Tyler Hero really like a high usage starting point guard in the NBA or starting off guard? Like, I mean, I don't think he's Zach Levine, right? And that's, you know, he does a lot of really good things, but I just think that's the guy you've got to trade to to try to get that star back plus picks. Yeah. And I, I don't think the star return exists for Tyler Hero personally. I could see that. Yeah, because he's, he's that tweener label. Do you think this is a fair assessment, what I said, like, clear top three in the East in terms of regular season standings, Boston, Milwaukee, and Philly in that top tier, and then Miami below it. And in the West, it feels like there's a top three. I can't imagine Phoenix is much worse than 64 wins than they were last year. Golden State's probably better regular season-wise. And then I think the Clippers, if they're healthy, I think those are the clear top three in the West right now. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that's a fair assumption unless you want to say dallas unless you think minnesota is really going to make a lead i think dallas got worse i i I don't know i don't know that dallas got worse i'm interested to see how christian wood fits in i'm interested to see tim hardaway back you know luca's really good like but dallas always seems to start slow (laughs) but literally every year we're like ah they're not playing so great and then all of a sudden you know luca has like a fantastic you know march and we're like what's going on with dallas so dallas is probably fine minnesota what about a team minnesota i think is very interesting yeah. Also, by the way, like Denver, how are we supposed to be super confident in Denver? We're hearing Jamal Murray is going to be on like a minutes restriction and not be able to play every day. Like we're, we're like a year and a half removed from this injury now. So what was his injury? I don't remember. Toward ACL, which is, you know, a bad thing, obviously. And I'm not saying like if he's hurt, he shouldn't play or if he's not ready, he shouldn't play. But I, I mean, we were, they were talking about him coming back like mid season last year and he was like, no, I can't do that. And now we're hearing like he might not be ready to go full bore this year, which that's kind of concerning, I would say. Yeah, I would rank them below Dallas and Minnesota. Minnesota's interesting. Again, we're not doing over-unders yet. They won 46 last year and basically added Rudy Gobert for for rotational players. Well, they need to. They do need to. Malik Beasley was, was important. Like Jared Vanderbilt was pretty important to what they did. They need to find somebody to replace that sort of rebounding and I, I obviously it's a trade-off with Rudy's rim protection but Vanderbilt guarded the other teams like good wings too and you know Kyle Anderson's good but I, I mean I don't like, like Minnesota didn't give up nothing from a player no that's point. true and, and Vanderbilt was starting what about a team that said the road is too tough we're, we're gonna take we're gonna turn back around uh Utah they won 50 games multiple times recently last year only 49 but still you know SRS third best in the league offense number one in the league um their expected win loss based on advanced stats was 56 wins last year and they just like completely choked again and against dallas in the playoffs when luca was hurt i mean yeah, just not just didn't work just wasn't a, a situation i think they're probably doing the right thing i don't know if like i don't know if trading donovan mitchell was the right thing or not if, you know mitchell's pretty good maybe without gobert he'll be a little bit different but obviously like they're they're kind of stuck in the middle now. Like Rudy, Rudy gives you know, you the one hard thing part Rudy, from them is like blowing it up is they still have a lot of forget Donovan Mitchell. They still have Mike Conley, but Donovich Beasley, Clarkson, Beverly. These are all like veterans. Yeah. I mean, we would assume Patrick Beverly probably gets bought out at some point. That's just sort of how like his seasons go. I don't know. I mean, I don't really know what Utah is doing. I would assume they're not making the playoffs. How's that? Like, no, will, I think they're tanking, but don't you think all those guys are they are tanking though? I would guess so. But don't you think those are underrated pieces? I'm talking about Beasley and Beverly and Bogdanovich types. No one's talking about them. Yeah, their team is just not very – we still have Rudy Gay, too. 
I don't know. They might be fun. They might be pretty good. Or on Vanderbilt. Offense. I maybe don't want to keep Vanderbilt, but he's a helpful player to teams. As you Jared said. Vanderbilt's good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he makes more money than you probably want to pay a guy like him right now. And he's going to obviously get more in an extension, but you know, but don't you he, think there's smoke where there's smoke, there's fire with Donovan Mitchell. Like why is there so much talk about him being traded unless he's getting traded? But like, who's he getting traded for? That's another the thing, Knicks, like, man. So what are you he trading is. him for RJ Barrett? Come on now. That's not, they're not doing that for Westbrook in a three team trade. That might that make, some could sense. make some sense, actually. That could make some sense. All right, real quick before we go, since I, I have a hard stop today, but do you have any hot summer league scalding takes? Now that Knicks played for a title, choked, Portland won the championship. Do you have any? Jabari Walker actually looks like a pretty good player. Yeah, I do, player. actually. Not a hot take, but um, I think, you know, I think the NBA, tell me if I'm wrong, I think they're too reluctant to trust guys who are productive in small schools, in summer league, in Europe, wherever, based on pedigree. And in contrast to are the you NFL, running the NBA? Are you running the NBA? Because that sounds like you. It, it is like me, but I realize my mistakes. Because I think of the NFL, it happens all the time when they're like, hey, guess what? The sixth round pick linebacker, turns out he's really good. He's going to be yeah. a starter. And he just plays. That's exactly right. right. But like, they don't seem to do that a lot in the NBA. Trust these like small town people or give them a shot. It takes them a while to like crack the roster, even if they're consistently productive. Um, and you know, I, so when I see a guy do well in summer league, I don't really care, but you know, like the G league guys, I think there's some talent out there. I think there are guys that I wish they would give shots to rather than trotting out like Lou Williams. Cause he was good 10 years ago. So do you have a particular, I'm trying to think of a particular player. Well, like Devon Reed, I said like last year, or, you know, in the off season, I think he's playable. Um, did you see anyone like that though? I, I'll look through the roster to see. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who I thought was, I thought Isaiah Joe was pretty good. Honestly. Yeah. He honestly, yeah. He'd say a score. If you don't know shooter. Yeah. really shoots it. Uh, I morally was, I more was focused on like people who I thought were, bad. Oh, you know who I thought actually was pretty good. I thought JD Davidson was pretty good for Boston. From Alabama, he was a freshman this past year, really athletic point guard. Like I thought, he and was, the other guy that I liked that you said you were raving about was he's not unknown, but Jalen Williams for Oklahoma City. You were touting yeah, he's his be, rookie of the year. He's gonna be good. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I did tout him as rookie of the year, but I will also say that like the top six of this year's NBA draft looked pretty freaking spectacular in summer yeah. league. Like, like even Jabari Smith, who was probably the worst of those six on offense, looked really good defensively. So like. Paolo looks like he's really good. Chet had a, a few monster performances. You know, Jabari Smith's good. Matherin might have been the best player. Keegan Murray won MVP, and then Ivy got hurt, but he looked like a, just on a different level athletically. So I, I do think that um, the top six, you know, they acquitted themselves about as, as – I mean, if you're if you're a Pacers fan, like and, – and you and I were, were really high on Benedict Matherin, right? Like really high on him. Like fourth on the board high. Like maybe even higher than that for you. I'm not sure. But like if you're a Pacers fan – like you could walk away talking yourselves into like Benedict Matherin could be like the you know high usage like one A win yeah. based on how he played. Like he didn't turn the ball over. He plays super hard. A super efficient scorer. Like now I, I would caution any summer league performance, of course. But like Matherin was really good. Like it was good early returns for those of us holding a lot of Matherin stock. Well, and I think the what we liked about him too is just like, hey, he was really good as a freshman. He was really good as a sophomore. Like somehow the hype just never translated. Um. Obviously, it was a high pick, but you know, I I think he should be talked about in that group, at least in the Jaden Ivy kind of group. Uh, I'm trying to look at other guys that are that fit that mold, but I think Jalen Williams is for Oklahoma City is the guy who kind of fits that mold in the draft, where it's like guy from Santa Clara, you know, whatever third year guy, roll your eyes, but 
maybe he turns I mean, out sometimes to you just have to get in situations though where you're able to play right because it, it does seem like quentin grimes who i would imagine he's not playing summer league again after this like is gonna oh, have a that's chance the, that's the guy that's the perfect example quentin grimes who had a high pedigree yeah in he was high school. You know, kansas mcdonald's all-american if i remember correctly and then transfers to houston and kind of changes his game around and he looks like the knicks i mean he's gonna compete for a starting spot right like yeah and they're saying that the jazz really want him in in a trade if they do trade for Seth Pardo had him as like a top 125 player in the NBA. Yeah, that like seems a little a bit of a reach, but he kind of fits the bill of what you'd want these days. I, mean, I hate talking threes, about he's good size. I hate talking about Knicks players though, because like you talk about them and then all of a sudden the Knicks are like, yeah, like we got Quinn Grimes and a first round pick for Donovan Mitchell. And it's like, all right, yeah. man, like, come on. Like he's He has the potential to be a good player. Him and Miles McBride look like they could be good players for the Knicks. Yeah, but now, that's a good way to end. Cause I do think he's the perfect example of like, Look, low pick. It's going to take him on to get. His he, chance, he's he's also old, he's also older, which is yeah. a big problem. I mean, he was a first rounder though, wasn't he? Yeah, I guess he was the twenty fifth pick. Yeah, but even so, like those guys, you don't get endless opportunities. It's not like if you're the, a top five pick, right? It's not it's not that situation. Like Josh Jackson keeps making rosters. Stanley Johnson keeps making rosters. Like you know, Quentin Grimes not getting that type of slack. I think that's the one thing we always harp on. The smart organizations. Miami's a good example too, where it's like. Hey, I don't know who this guy is. He's playing pretty well. He deserves to play. Yeah, they they are all in on that stuff. Like, yeah. like ignore the like you know resume and just like see what you see. And then the most important thing I think is like forget the name on the back of the jersey if the guy's stopped producing well. Like you kind of just have to call it, you know, and find somebody who has like fresher legs. Yeah, that I doesn't that all on these old guys just dragging their teams down. All right, that's it for us this week. We'll end on your. It's either that point or your Victor Oladipo rants that are the most common. Well, it subtext is, is me dragging this podcast down. Old, tired, Zan, maybe better three years ago. <laughs> All right. That's it for us this week. He is Zan underscore Allison on Twitter and Reddit. Uh, you can email the show, ZanderKelson at gmail.com. Not sure if we'll be back next week. Might take a week break because I do think that finally NBA personnel are going to take a decent break because I, you know, they haven't really taken a break in three years and you actually have like a little bit of time between like the offseason starting. So, we may take a break if nothing big happens, but if Kevin Durant gets traded, we will certainly produce a podcast on that. Uh, and then I'll rant about Juan Soto if we need to fill time. So hmm. uh, that's it for us this week. Uh, and thanks as always. And Zan, it's a pleasure. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Underdog Sports NBA Show with your hosts, Tyler Laurie and Zandrick Ellison. Tune in next week for more NBA storylines and news.